Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver. Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solve today. I have the great pleasure of chatting with somebody for the second time in two weeks. We we spoke last week, but there were some unanswered questions, so I've invited her back again. This is Emily Leyland, part two. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solve. For, so for only the second time ever, I've had or I've invited a guest on for their second appearance or second cap. So hello there, Emily Leyland. How are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm good. I feel uh, honoured. Yeah, well, lucky lady. I think it's the other way around, actually. <laughs> if I'm honest, uh, so well, you are paying me, Lee. So, uh, so it was only, only last week that we, that we chatted, um, but the, I felt like part of the conversation was like just unfinished, and I wanted okay. to probe a little bit more, if that's all right, into, Absolutely. into some things. Yeah, um, I'm an open book. Hey, very good. Well, let's let's start to open that book then. <laughs> Are you? In fact, first question is why do you say book and not book when I say book and not book? Because I'm not common. <laughs> <laughs> Strong start. <laughs> I went to Southlands, but um, yeah, where my mum went, my mum and my stepdad went to Southlands, and I think when they went, it probably wasn't as rough, whereas when I went, it was so rough. So my mum was always, a, my mum talks a lot posher than I do, so yeah, I wasn't allowed to say anything. Wow. Common, no. Yeah. Can't say book or kook or look. Oh, that's a shame. Nothing that's a sh- like that. That's a shame. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, thank you for that. I, mean, I, I went to Southlands as well, and I, that's, that's how they taught me to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Right. Okay. So, um, at the start of last week's podcast, you said that you personally have been on a been on a journey, and you're in a completely different place to, to where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, and you used the word anxiety, and I know a lot of people at this point this point in time are feeling. A little bit of that. I yeah. fe- I felt that quite strongly. So I think in the past when we've spoken, um, I lost my best mate two years ago, and that's when I the first time that I've ever um, sought out professional help. Yeah. Um, and and I'd like be driving down the road and just in, in floods of tears and uncontrollably and stuff. So I, it, it's it's a subject that mm. is really quite close to me. So I'm quite keen to explore a little bit around you, your feelings, if that's okay, and how you've transitioned now into into what this confident person, <laughs> yeah. bubbly character yeah, yeah, yeah. that everybody sees. I think I've always been a confident, bubbly character because I'm really good at faking that. So okay. no one will have ever seen anything else at any point, really. Um yeah, my dad used to always say to me when I was younger, he's like, how do you go on stage? Because I, I used to do presenting. And I went to uni to do to be a presenter, did media and stuff like that. And he's like, how do you get on stage and do a presenting gig, but you won't walk into a gym? Yeah. And it's because, I don't know what it is, but I've figured it out recently. And it's because I don't like, I don't like people thinking that I don't know what I'm doing. And I've only learned this this year. So say if I go into a gym... And I know, I know my way around him, but say if the equipment's slightly different in one gym to another, yeah. I have a little meltdown, or I used to. 
and I'd be thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know how to, what, what if, and it's all basically what people think of you. And I'm just really starting to move through that and just think, do you know what? It really doesn't matter what other people think. What matters is what you think. And if you're being authentic and looking after yourself and being kind to yourself, because ultimately you are the most important person, whether you believe it or not, even if you've got kids and stuff. I mean, I have a child, I know he's a dog child, but I know that I am more important than Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> even though I ain't saying that because he's my life and joy. But yeah, I think I think this year, even though we've been tried and tested, and not just because of lockdown, COVID, Brexit, all of the things that have tested us as a business, we have been through quite a lot of other stuff as well, which has been personal. But I think now more than ever, my resilience and my ability to bounce back is 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 at an all-time high. And it's because I've done a lot of work on myself and I've stopped necessarily caring about what other people think as much. And I've I always I sort of call it a toolbox. And I think if you if you your resilience would be a tool, for example, and being assertive and confident, they're all tools as well. So if you work on your tools, when shit hits the fan, yeah. you just get one of your tools out and you fix the situation or you do your best to fix it anyway. But yeah, I feel like it was weird. I did an emotional clear out in um, like between November and January and haven't looked back since really. Amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. How did you get to that realisation of that trigger point for it? So what was the... When, when did that become apparent that that was the thing that was that was causing you to feel that way? I listen to a lot of books. So I'm a natural researcher, but not, I don't mean research. I hate looking into stuff, but yeah. I love listening to it and reading books. And I'm a massive believer in developing myself. I want to be a better person every single day. And I want to be better than I was the day before. Even if it if, t- if times are tough, I always want to progress and I want to learn and I want to know more stuff. And I started learning loads about the ego. And basically the, the fear of what other people think is just the ego. That's all it is. Okay. So when you start to pick apart who your ego is and when your ego is talking and when that's the, the most present thing and it's not your spirit or your mind or whatever whatever you call it, it's really, really quite powerful. So I started learning that me being bothered by what other people think is my ego, me walking into a gym and being scared was my ego and me necessarily, like I used to try and wear loads of hats in the business uh, because I didn't want to not be good at something and I thought, you know, I'm shit at this and that's fine. But again, it's my ego. It's like we've got to be good at everything at all times because we're narcissistic or whatever it is that your ego yeah. is. And then I listened to um, The Power of Now and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle and I would yeah. highly recommend it. Those books are insane. And you just, you're listening or reading it and you're thinking, oh my goodness, this is this is me and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So now I've got to a, a really high level of self-awareness and probably quite crippling really because when I say something now, I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, why did you say that? You don't actually mean that. That was a reaction. That was an emotional response to that situation. You didn't really need to do that. Because I can be quite aggressive. I have definitely got an angry streak in me. And that's what gives me my high energy, get yeah. stuff done kind of thing. But that can come out yeah. when it's not So needed. just just for my own safety then, what makes you angry? <laughs> <laughs> it's, again, it's... I don't know, feeling like I'm not great at something. I'll get defensive or feeling like someone's giving me grief or they're actually attacking me and that kind of thing. But... But sometimes I would misinterpret that situation to it being like that, and it isn't. And yeah. then that's when the ego would come out, and then we're trying to protect us. So I think doing a lot of work on that and realizing that not 
everyone is actually trying to attack you. They're not trying to do you any harm, are they? Everyone is ultimately just trying their best. Yeah, completely. And then, yeah, but I think that's been the, the biggest shift for me, really learning about my ego, and that's only been this year. The power of now is quite... Did you read it or did you listen to it? Because I listened, listened to, to it. I found it tough. quite a hard listen. Yeah, because of the narrators. Yeah. And they ask him questions in almost in a seductive way. Yes. So I'm like, oh my God. But because I've listened to so many books now, the narration doesn't put me off anymore. Right. So I can kind of just shut down to that and just think I just need to absorb this information but yeah, yeah I would have, yeah I would probably say it's easier as an actual workbook yeah where you can make notes in it and stuff what listening <laughs> speed are you up to? I don't know probably pretty fast I reckon yeah I can actually check this for you right now yeah no this is exciting it's do you want me to check? yeah yeah please do it's how like, do you check this? Uh, I mean I'm saying I can check this I think just go to the app and then uh... I'm on the app but I don't know how to do it though no, I don't know. It's the standard one. Oh, is it? So like one, all right, because- So I don't, what, is, what is standard? I think just normal normal talking speed, I oh. think. I think. Why, do you go fast? Yeah, I try. Yeah. Do you? So, Why? So I, because I, because um, I think that my retention, now I've taught myself how to listen to it quicker, I think, oh. and I'm not sure whether I miss. So I can listen, I think I listen to it 1.75 speed now, so like, or one and a half speed or something. Mm. So I can get through a boot quicker or a book quicker, because I'm talking to you. Um, I'm not, <laughs> but I'm not sure whether my, ret- I think my retention isn't affected, mm. um, but I just don't know how to test that But yet. why do you want to get through it quicker? Why are you thinking about the end of the book rather than where you are at the book at that? Oh, so, you're not being present, so, are you? It's a great So you're question. listening to a book that's telling you to be more present and you're yeah, thinking, I can't I wait can't to finish wait to get it. To the end of it yeah. So you're living in the future, aren't you? Which is ultimately where we are as a world right now. We've all got this. Uh, the reason why those horror films where it's all about the fear of the unknown do so well is because that's our main fear as humans, isn't it? What we don't know, what we can't control is what scares us the most. Yeah. And then, and so now we're in this world, we don't know when things are going to go back to normal. And I'm doing the whole quotation thing because what is normal in the first place, everyone's definition of normal is different, but we all want to go back to normal. Yeah. It doesn't really make any sense. But it's about living in, in today. So I've got a friend and she's um, she's trying to be a mortgage advisor. She's all her exams and everything. She's like, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. Like, oh my goodness, you're never going to be happy, are you? If you can't find happiness today, in how you look, how you feel, the weather, work, like stroking your dog, whatever it is, if you can't find happiness and stillness in that moment, then you'll you won't feel happy in general. It's like when you literally when you've got a holiday booked and you wish your life away. Yeah. It's just you're not you're not living in the moment, are you? So how do you stay so grounded and in the present? I don't. I don't. I definitely don't I want to. Yeah. And I'm very aware when I'm not. So breathing straight away is the best one. So breathing is important, isn't it? It really important. <laughs> but actually breathing in the pit of your lungs is really important because none of us do. We're all lazy guests. Yeah. You just breathe at the start. Whereas if you actually take it in, I think it's four, seven, eight. So you breathe in for four, hold for seven, out for eight. Might have those numbers wrong. But if you can, I'm not a massive fan of that because I think your intake should be almost as long or even when you breathe out is longer. But just doing that, say 10 minutes a day, which is a form of meditation, yeah. will help you be more present. Thinking about what you can hear, what you can smell, what you can taste, what you can feel, what you can see. So they're all really grounding things. And then just doing something that, find something where you don't think about anything else when you do it. So swimming is a really good one for me. I tend to only think about swimming um, and yoga. Yeah. And then that is probably it where I don't think about other stuff unless I'm doing like an activity or whatever, but that won't be day to day. Yeah. But yoga is really, really, really good. 
because you're obviously breathing through the moves and stuff. So you've been on a bit of a development journey. Mm. What's next for your own personal development? So if you're, because now you're more present, mm-hmm. uh, more conscious or more self-aware yeah. of your triggers and stuff, what can you learn next? Oh, God, loads. There's so much that I want to learn because I... I tend to do lots of different things at the same time and then loads of stuff drops off. So I got some tarot cards. I wanted to learn how to do tarot cards recently and I started doing it and then they're just in a drawer now. So I do this a lot and I'm really into witchcraft and stuff like that. I love the Wiccan way. So, and this will probably scare a lot of people, but if you actually look at, this is before Christianity, before Catholicism, before all the things that I personally think aren't great. There was, it was just living off the land. So yeah. living by the seasons, respecting the earth and that kind of thing and using herbs to help yourself rather than things like ibuprofen, paracetamol, all the things that aren't great for you. I want to live like that, like really humbly. Yeah. So I'm really, really into all that kind of stuff, but I find it difficult to get into because I'm so busy all the time. So they're the kind of things to me because it is more self-development. I do learn more about the earth. And anyone who does sort of wicker or practices it is usually, I suppose, mindful of the planet and stuff like that. So that's the kind of route that I want to go down next, really. Wow. Mm. Wow, I wasn't expecting an answer when you said that. Oh, so really? That's, that's really good, yeah. Yeah, oh, I love anything like this, anything at all. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to preserve the planet, I suppose. I'm really, really interested in like, climate change. Well, I'm not interested in climate change. I'm interested in reducing yeah. the effects of climate change and, I suppose, telling as many people as I possibly can to live better. Very good. Yeah, very good, very good. Right, okay. So um, when when I want to understand a bit more about um, anxiety and moving past that, mm-hmm. is so I had a fear um, a while ago. I remember uh, staying in a hotel and going, right, I want to do something different on social media. I want to try to differentiate myself. And I thought, yeah, right, yeah. Well, okay, I need to, I'm going to meet a few people for a drink this evening. I'm going to have a shower and I, maybe I could record a video in the shower. So I remember standing there in the shower. Oh my set, God. No, no, I know. Just bear with me a minute. <laughs> I remember setting up my tripod outside the shower uh, and having the shower curtain. I was going to do a grand reveal and, and whip back the, uh, the oh shower curtain. Oh my goodness. And, Sounds horrendous. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, and I remember, like, so that the, sh- the shower was on, um, the camera, I pressed record on it, and I couldn't, I couldn't move back the shower curtain. The, oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, but, but what, what happened? What will people think of me? What will, what happens? If, oh, okay. You know I mean? So I was a bit, right. yeah, yeah. I was like that. And then I got over that and I, I posted the video. I went downstairs, posted it on LinkedIn straight away. I went downstairs and then people started watching it. And then now I've transitioned from a shower to a bath. Yeah. Um, and do that every week now. <laughs> but yeah, why was I saying telling that? The reason why I was saying that is because of how I felt then. And last week you spoke about um, the secret of people's success on LinkedIn is video. Yeah, yeah. Um, what other things do people need to do? Because I think there's uh, people put out videos. Some videos are of varying qualities, which uh-huh, we spoke uh-huh. about already yeah, uh, yeah. earlier before we hit record. And but what what is the full social media package? I guess how can because you're a you're a, a LinkedIn legend. Is that Oof, is that your, God, is, is that that. your official I'll title? I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I think we've had a journey with LinkedIn. I mean, we've been using LinkedIn now, obviously, ever since Fresh was born. And I was a recruiter before that, so you would naturally use LinkedIn to find people. And I suppose it's only the last couple of years where it's really taken off for us because we put lots of effort into it. But ultimately, everyone needs to develop their individual brand, which is what we spoke about last week. Yeah on the other podcast. But you've got to think about 
what you want to achieve like why are you putting stuff out on the social media platforms who are you trying to engage with what are you trying to, what are you trying to get from it and if you don't know the answers then that's when you start putting out crap content because you're just doing it for the sake of it so i would always suggest for someone no matter what platform it is what is your target audience so who are you trying to get to so that could yeah. be that you're recruiting at the moment yeah. and that you want to really appeal to candidates it could be just that you need leads you need business on and therefore that that's your target audience or it could be that i don't know you're looking for a videographer to come and do some stuff it doesn't necessarily matter what it is but you would tailor your social media presence to fit around that and it doesn't a bit like when you're applying for jobs like you should really be tailoring your cv because and i don't necessarily mean what background you've got but if you're trying to get into like say three companies and they're all really really different your cover letter wouldn't be the same you'd adopt that style you'd mirror yeah you'd, you'd talk about their individual values and that they really sort of intertwine with yours and that kind of thing because you'd want them to feel like that person is suitable for us and i feel like we're a match if they don't think that straight away yeah then it's harder then, isn't it? It's a bit like, and you've probably had this, but have you ever been sold to on LinkedIn? So you accept someone, so they've sent you a request on LinkedIn, you accept them and they send you a massive message selling to you. I mean, this is my pet peeve on LinkedIn because first I hate long emails and yeah. messages because I don't want to read them because I do everything fast. And if you're selling to me and you've not even asked me anything, how do you know what I want? Yeah. Speak to me first, find out some stuff. You chat to me, I'll chat back to you. I'm not saying I'll always reply immediately, but I will respond to you. And it's about building that rapport because that person might think, God, she's an absolute idiot, so I don't even want to sell to her anyway. Whereas if you don't do your fact finding, you're not going to find out. So I think going back to, I suppose, what you put out there, you've got to start with the basics. So the shower, shower video is great. I mean, I, I don't actually know what they look like. <laughs> and I would be really keen to find it because I do actually really like your bathtub ones, but I didn't realise it started with a shower. Side and shower, yeah. <laughs> oh, but I suppose it doesn't need to be as elaborate as that. No. As long, like, think about your mise-en-scene, which is your frame of the shot. So you would want yourself in the middle, not too close, because it's intimidating. Don't look at yourself because then your eyes will be off level. Look at the camera, but almost, if you're using a proper camera, look at the bottom of the camera. And the reason they say they so you're not looking dead into the eyes of the person, which can be a bit intimidating. Yeah. So just soften things up a bit, keep the basics. If you can do some subtitles and stuff like that, I think that's a really, really good show because so many people are lazy now and they won't actually click on your video and put sound on. Yeah, They'll just look at your caption or something like that. And I'm saying that because I am definitely one of those people who does that because I'm just constantly in a rush. So I won't necessarily look at that, but start with the basics. Think about who it is that you want to attract and just keep things really, really simple. So you've got to... What you want to do is appeal to the masses at the beginning to get you following yeah. and then start to break it down into chunks. All right, so don't start niche, don't start, start, start niche. wide and then go yeah. niche. So we do this with recruitment. So say if someone, you come to us and you want us to find you, uh, I don't know, some sort of software developer, we wouldn't go in really niche. We'd start wide, we'd cast the net wide, we'd warm up the market, we'd see what's happening and then we'd start to make it smaller yeah. and, and but we want to we want to get in front of more people don't we because then then we can figure out who likes us yeah so if you start really niche at the beginning it's just people would, so many more people would be put off by what you do and judge you because ultimately when we do our linkedin training we say that if your picture's a bit off or your headline is a bit crazy people love to judge they love it and it's rubbish that we live in this world where people do like to judge but they will and if they judge you straight away they're just going to scroll past you yeah so if you keep it simple and until you've got a nice following 
who do respect you and do like you for being unique, I would always start, yeah. So what about your strap line then, the thing that underneath your, um, underneath your, your picture, your headline, yeah. yeah. Um, would you aim wide with that and then go narrower? Because I've, I've seen a variation. So some people put the job title in, some people put I help X do Y. Mm. Um, what's a really good headline? Definitely not your job title. Here's a section for that. No one gives a crap what your job title is. Yeah. But I think it's a status thing, isn't it? Oh, I'm the MD. No one cares. No one gives one if you're the MD or the cleaner. Literally, it doesn't matter what your job title is. Yeah. What people are asked about is how you can help them. Because everyone's favourite topic is themselves. It doesn't matter what someone says. So if someone reads your headline and thinks, oh, I can see how this person can add value to me, then they will then want to know more about you. Whereas they're on your profile then. Yeah. You've come up in a search. A video can be seen by millions of people and you want to try and capture the audiences far and wide. But if they're on your profile, they're already invested a little bit in or you sent them a fit, uh, an invitation. They're already seeing you, aren't they? Yeah. So that headline needs to really be speaking to your target audience, I would say, but not too specific. So Laura, for example, was redoing a headline and was going to put in about construction because we love working in the construction. It's really chill. It's really informal. People love swearing. So we really like doing work in the yeah. construction industry but I said it's just a bit too niche for me because if you saw for example if IT directors saw your page they might think oh best not connect with Laura because she doesn't work outside of construction yeah so for me it's more about how how you can capture the attention of your target audience in that headline and a little tip for you you get more characters on your, in your headline, so I think it's like an extra 155 characters, which is quite a few words, when you do it on your iPhone, but not Samsung. Oh, do you? So if you've got the app on your iPhone, yeah. update your headline, but you won't be able to save it on your desktop, just save it on your iPhone, and you get more. So mine's been written on my iPhone because it's long. Right, okay. And use the words helping, assisting, collaborating, those kind of things. So just really randomly then, um, if... You were a nice, so I'll, I'll, I'd like a, a, an example, if possible, to put you on the spot. Yeah, um, oh no, no! If you were oh, an ice cream, va- if you were an ice cream man, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're not, yeah, it's because everybody knows an ice cream man, don't they? It would be like bringing right. So how? So, right. So it's the whole benefits and features, isn't it? Still, yeah. Which is all jargon that I'm not a massive fan of because people just kind of shut off. But it's ultimately that, like, how does, it's not necessarily the ice cream, is it? It's how feel it, how eating the ice cream makes you feel, isn't yeah. it? It's the happiness, it's the joy, it's the childlike, free spirited nature of eating ice cream, the social aspect of it. So it's, you would encapsulate all of that in your headline. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's that kind of thing. It's what does, what, <laughs> What is it that you do? How does it make people feel? Yeah. So when we talk about it, we're like, we talk about educating, supporting, and um, we, we're going to help you keep hold of your terrific team. It's not necessarily about supplying bodies into a business because that's fine, but it's about holding on to that amazing talent, treasuring your teams so that then you can then go and do whatever it is that you want to do on your business or you can make a million pound or whatever it is that you want to do. We will enable you to do that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's focusing on the feeling, which I know is sometimes quite difficult, but these are all the things that you should be doing anyway before you even write a headline. You should be figuring out who your target audience is, how your target audience is going to feel after they work with you. Yeah, got you. What is the end result? So for example, if someone's like, what does Fresh do? Right, well, we, we can uh, help expand your business. We can educate you on LinkedIn. But what does it do? How do we make you feel? Yeah. So go on, what is, what is yours? Things. What is your headline? I'm intrigued now to see what your headline is. Get it up. 
Yeah. And and don't be afraid to change this. So for example, if you update your headline and then all of a sudden your uh, page visits go down by 50%, change it again. <laughs> don't, don't be like, right, well, I've done my headline now. No, you need to monitor how many people are looking at your stuff. Yeah. And if that starts to decline, then you've gone too far. Yeah. And you should be looking at that. I think you do this on the free, I mean, I've not got a free profile, I pay for mine. So I don't know how much you can do on a non-paid for one. But even if you just upgrade for a month for free, like, yeah. you, like you can just cancel it straight away. LinkedIn will let you upgrade as many times as you want. It's really, really good like that. Upgrade for free. Do loads of in, in, input into your um, into your profile. Make it look amazing. And then have a look at your insights each week and see what's happening. You'll be like, oh my God, right. Now I've got it at an all-time high. Cancel the upgrade. And at least you know then that it's a really good profile. Yeah. So mine is collaborating with business owners, directors, and decision makers to grow, develop, and retain their teams by supporting and educating them on how to be better at recruitment and engagement. And then it's got Employer of the Year 2019. And that's because we won that award. And for a recruitment business to win an award on being Employer of the Year is yeah. quite big, yeah. really, because obviously not a lot of well, recruiters got agencies have got terrible retention and they don't. They're not necessarily known for treating staff very well. So that's why we kind of put that in there. But what it is, is any business owners, directors, decision makers, it's quite broad. Yeah. If they want to help develop and grow and retain their teams and educate people and how to keep them and retain them, blah, 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 they would hopefully then speak to me about it. That's yeah. kind of the main aim. Got you. Got you. Mm. So what other bits of the profile are important? Because there's the different sections. There's the about part. And I, yeah. I read a whole host of different um, variations on this where some people think that that's where they need to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. Other people say that actually that's where you need to talk about how you help um, your ideal um, clients. Yeah. What should you put in your about bit? Again, there is no, there's no, there's no LinkedIn guidebook out there. There just isn't, and everyone's going to have a slightly different take on it, aren't they? And give you slightly different advice. And I suppose if you're taking advice from someone who gets no engagement whatsoever, then probably just start to ignore them because what they're doing is not working. So I'm a a big believer in this. If you've got someone who's there, like I'm a LinkedIn trainer, and they get one like on their post. why would I listen to you? Because if you can't apply what you're teaching me to yourself, then you're probably not that credible. So, for example, you could look at my stuff and you could see that I get really good engagement and it is solid and I get testimonials and all that kind of stuff. And so, therefore, that's going to hopefully give you a little bit of reassurance that I know kind of what I'm talking about a little yeah. bit. But you don't necessarily have to take everything I say um, as um, the law. <laughs> <laughs> but so the most important bit of your profile is the top box. Now, I'm looking at my phone when I say this, but it's the same on a desktop version. So it's your cover photo, yeah. your profile picture, and your headline, and your name. So your name, sack off all like, the middle names. No one really cares about all that crap on Facebook that people put on, and people shouldn't do it on there either. When they've got like Emily, Yummy, Mummy, Leyland, or something like that. No, <laughs> just get rid of it. Is that what you call yourself? <laughs> I do not. I do not. <laughs> but yeah, your profile. so your profile picture needs to be professional and I hate saying that because I'm not professional I'm very informal but ultimately again it's that judgment you want to get people in first and then you can start to be yourself but ultimately if you're say not doing amazing and you want to get more leads in start going niche just change it up your cover photo as well so anyone that's not got a cover photo and it's just the standard LinkedIn one I will never be wary of them and that's because there's so many bots and dodgy profiles out there on LinkedIn that are just literally waiting to ruin yours unfortunately that any if you can brand it up 
then it looks like an active profile and it's your personal one. Whereas yeah. all bots and stuff like that, they won't have a cover photo. So even if it's just a black, a black background, a blue background, it doesn't matter what it is. But if you can put a cover photo in there, it'll just make you look to other people that you're an active profile and you care about how your profile looks. Yeah. So that's your top box. With your about us, so mine is all about fresh uh, because this is, it's my business. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't, I don't just talk about fresh, so I ask questions. So what you want to do is ask questions and you're closing people throughout, in my opinion. So are you this? Are you that? Are you passionate about what you do and obsessed with doing it well? How much value do you put on your team, your customers, your suppliers? Lots of value, Emily. Are you getting fed up with all things recruitment because it's not going your way? Yes. And so literally I'm asking them questions. They're like, yes, 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 yes. I, I can't stop saying yes to this person. And then I'm like, right, drop me a message. Got you. Get in contact. And then we put a call to action on the bottom. So it does say a little bit, like I say, I'm, I'm just as disheartened with the recruitment industry as you believe me. And this is why I set up fresh with my sister, Laura. But we don't go into song and dance about what what it is that we do, I suppose. Yeah. It's more because I can tell them that on the phone because they're bothered about their questions, aren't they? They're yeah. not going to want to read loads of stuff about me. They just want to feel like I know what I'm talking about and I can give them what they want. Yeah. So I almost feel like I flip the focus. It's quite, not about you. And I quite like them. what you've done though as well, asking them questions so that they're in the mind, they're saying yes, 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 mm. yes. And then the last thing is, give me a bell. Yes, oh, it's easy. Boom. Because they've already agreed all the way down. Yeah. That's really good, really yeah. powerful. So it is just kind of, what it is is I want them to flow down my profile and then it gets the featured bit, which I've just put some of the videos that are there, like mental health one, um, like a super positive post, that kind of thing. So again, they can see a bit, they don't have to necessarily go trolling through my old activity to find stuff. And then obviously you get down to your activity and things like that. So yeah, I think as the further you get down to the bottom, don't worry about it as much. No one really cares about the endorsements, anything like that. And unfortunately, testimonials are at the bottom, which I don't agree with because they're really important. So still get testimonials, still give them, yeah. but crop it and put a post out about it. All right, Don't okay. just leave it there. So crop it on your phone, yeah. which you can make it look really neat and say, oh my goodness, got this amazing testimonial of Emily. Uh, and then you can tag me in it, which will mean that I get a notification. I will like it. My network will see it. And yeah. that way people can see the good stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Rather than just leave it at the bottom for no one ever to look at it ever again. Amazing. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Do you just concentrate on LinkedIn or do you spread yourself thinly across all social medias? Is there any science behind that? What work, What works best? LinkedIn is my baby. I love LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, I do prefer it because I don't know, I don't really, I don't really see as much crap on LinkedIn. You know, like the awful stuff that you see on Facebook and oh, I hate it. I'm a major ostrich by choice. I don't want to see all the awful stuff that's going on in the world because I want to protect my own mental health because I've got it to a really good stage now. Yeah. I don't I don't want to know about the stuff that's going to hurt me. So and I don't tend to see as much of that on LinkedIn. I don't know why I don't that's because I spend most time on it and it's filtered to suit me now. I yeah. don't know because I'm assuming there is awful stuff on there. But yeah, in terms of order of our preference, so LinkedIn is number one. It's our biggest source of revenue by country mile, more than any face-to-face -face networking, more than anything. It is the baby like that. And then in terms of the social media platforms, so we use Facebook quite a bit. We go live on Facebook quite a lot. We go live every single day on there. We put out a lot of stuff. Our company page does pretty well on there. We do Instagram, but because of what we do has got a lot of substance and Instagram doesn't, it's all just about aesthetics. Yeah. We do put stuff into Instagram, just the same amount of stuff as we put into the others, but I wouldn't say it's hugely great for business, really. Twitter. I wish I did more on Twitter. I really, really do because I've got a voice on LinkedIn, but for some reason, finding a voice on Twitter is hard because you've only got a tiny amount of characters to say something. Yeah. And I don't know, there's just so much awful. People just seem to be so mean on Twitter. 
and I find that quite difficult really but we do do it we go live on Twitter every day we put posts out there and we're starting to get more of a following but a lot of businesses hang out on Twitter so I do think it's a platform that you need to be on but again you've just got to figure out who your target audience is how you're going to speak to them and I do think Twitter is a very very different beast to the others Yeah. and then more recently we've gotten to TikTok oh have you so yeah I haven't even logged in I don't know what it oh, right, looks okay. like yeah. Ronnie is in charge of TikTok yeah. I'm a little um, drama student so Ronnie loves doing the TikTok videos and stuff but apparently that is a place where people are doing business on TikTok yeah I've heard you've that. literally got to be everywhere and the reason why is because when someone searches you've got you're on every platform you've got more chance of being seen to the person who is searching for someone like you yeah and so it does make sense but again it's you can get uh, scheduling tools and stuff like that where you schedule them across different platforms and stuff and it's never as good but it's still better than not being there yeah so but I, yeah but they all they're all so different how did you find the time oh i know we don't do our social media anymore though okay and when i say that all our social media is organic but we outsource we've got a va uh who's utterly incredible she um she puts our social media out there so we create the content um, and do the captions and stuff like that but she puts it out there yeah so she because it used to take us so long to schedule it and stuff but she's just i mean she's literally on like a full-time wage she may as well just work here but she lives in sweden yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> but we she's absolutely honorary i mean my video today is actually about robin so yeah we do but we used to do it anything that we do in the business has always been done by me and laura right so laura started off on the social media that was passed to me and then evie looked after it and now it's robin yeah so everyone's kind of had a go at it uh, and even Jane and Ronnie have at times, so. Mm. But because it's worked for you and you found that then you've invested in it? Yeah, of course. Exactly, the power of outsourcing. It doesn't, as long as that person, because when we out, we would not outsource to someone who doesn't occupy the same like, values, ethics, morals, that kind of thing. We wouldn't outsource to someone who wasn't like that. So, and we've learned a lot about Robin over the years. We've only given little bits to start off with, but she's proven herself to us. She's a major brand ambassador for Fresh, and that's why we can entrust her with our social media. But it wouldn't, we wouldn't give that away to someone who we didn't trust like we do her. Yeah. No way, because it's massive. Got you. But then everyone puts their own stuff out on LinkedIn as well. So yeah. it's mainly like the business pages and stuff. If people wanted to find out more about your LinkedIn um um, what would you call it? A school? A school, is it? What it is, is it? a bit like LinkedIn school. Yeah, like Evie's literally pricing up a job for a really large company at the moment. They want um, they want a LinkedIn workshop split over three sessions. There's 10 delegates. Yeah. So, yeah, she's literally doing the proposal for that right now. We've got a company over in Southport who are looking at some LinkedIn training. So, yeah, just contact us really because we can do we can do one-on-one LinkedIn training. And that can be tailored to you or it can be tailored sort of through the business from a business development point of view or something like that. But it's always really tailored to suit you guys and we'll give you homework to do before it so that the sessions are really, like they're almost concentrated sessions and filled with really valuable information. Then we'll give you stuff to work on. You'll get homework and stuff. Yeah. It's all, like with anything we do, it's never one size fits all. Yeah. Like we, we, can, we can sort of help someone with a 200 quid budget, someone with a 20 grand budget. We can, and I'm not saying we'll do the full thing for 200 quid. We're not, we're not monks. <laughs> we do need to make money and pay our staff. Yeah. But we can help them if someone's not got a budget and they're like, I just don't know what to do. We can still, we can still help people, and it's exactly the same with LinkedIn. Yeah. Because it is insane. The power of LinkedIn is ridiculous. You've just got to use it properly. Because it's so, I kind of call it a game. The algorithm and the rules. And yeah. if you don't know about the algorithm and the rules that's when LinkedIn won't be your friend anymore. It won't show you to as many people as you deserve yeah. to be shown to. So um, the one thing for me with LinkedIn, I have, I have trouble getting people from engagement 
to contact, to, to actually speaking to. Okay. Is that is is that a common challenge that people have? Do you know? So I'll put a post out or a video out of me in the bath or whatever, and people comment, and then I'll I'll reply back to the comments. How would you go from engagement to business, or is that is that podcast number three? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can definitely do podcast number three, absolutely. But I think you're trying to you're trying to rush it a bit because that person might not even be connected with you. So your number one is to connect with them and to follow yep. up. Hey, cheers for liking my stuff. Do you hang out on LinkedIn a lot? Find some stuff there. Ask them questions. You've no idea whether they actually want to do business with you. They might just really like your stuff. Yeah. And so for me, it's you would always so say if someone sends me an invite on LinkedIn. And they could look like a hiring manager, they could look be an MD or whatever. It doesn't matter what they are. But I will then go and message you. They've not messaged me. So I think, why are you connecting with me and not messaging me? Yeah. It's weird. So I messaged this woman and I was like, hey, cheers for um, connecting with me. How are you, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, you know, I saw one of your videos and I just thought you were the most vibrant person. And then it's had to be connected with you. And then we just start chatting. But if you don't, life isn't going to come to you. You've got to go and grab it. And if someone's engaging on your stuff, connect with them and message them and ask them questions volunteer information about yourself and get to know them and see if there is some sort of partnership there. It's not a quick fix. Yeah. It isn't a quick fix, but if you've got a lot of irons in the fire, that it? Uh, sounds right. It sounds right. Shocking. Yeah. Sounds, but we'll always try and say that it's all about having multiple opportunities live so that you these are landing at different times. Yeah. But ultimately, my objective isn't to get a lead off LinkedIn. It's to learn. So I want to learn about people. I want to help people yeah. and I want to add value and then naturally business will come as a result of that. Yeah, I love that. So it's kind of like not thinking about how it goes from business engagement to business because it's, it will never do that if you think that it's going to need to be open up, open to all the other possibilities that it could give you as well. Yeah. Like for example, you've not paid for any of our services, but you've helped me out with a podcast, so it's totally different. If I just assumed that you were going to pay for recruitment, you might not, we might not have ended up speaking about the podcast and stuff. So yeah. it's being open, yeah. open to all the things that could come your way. There we go. No, perfect. <laughs> so, okay. Um, where can, how do people contact you to find out about the, the LinkedIn stuff and all the other exciting stuff? I'm not going to give my number out. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number is actually on LinkedIn and we do get <laughs> the odd uh, fan. <laughs> Uh, who will uh, oh it's so funny we do get some absolutely random messages but we are really easy to find so if you search for Fresh Perspective or Fresh Perspective Resources into Google we will come up and it is really easy to find us um, but, or just type my name into to LinkedIn and have a look at my stuff first if you want some LinkedIn training check us out first always go and do your research see what you think because you might think Christ these people are so positive and I can't stand that I mean if you're a really grumpy person probably don't contact us anyway Yeah. but yeah um it's my email address is emily at fp-resourcing.co.uk so I'm more than happy for you to email me and if you want information I can give it to you but yeah I think we are pretty easy to find though yeah. we do occupy quite a lot of space out there yeah no you do in the internet world good on you good on you but I just want to say thanks very much again for, uh, for podcast number two it's like you're a co-host I know now. it is I love being a co-host yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's amazing thanks very much have an amazing rest of your week cool. and uh, hopefully get to chat with you again soon thank you Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver, or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.